Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Howardale joined by Greg Crone Gregory. Week one of the National Football League season. How you feeling about it? I mean, I think I just kind of woke up from the college football coma. And now we're heading right back into it. Two days apart, I guess three if you want to count that the, the Thursday night game for the NFL isn't until late Thursday night. But mm. buddy, football is, is back and it's, it's awesome. It is awesome. It was a good weekend of college football, too, even if some of the the bigger names underperformed a little bit. But we have got just so, so, so much to talk about. I've got BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to look at this week's slate of NFL games, some fun props and stuff from uh, from within. There is just no shortage of things to talk about. Real quick, before we get to that. Give me your give me your week one college football impressions. Would you would you take away from this past weekend? Oh man, I mean, Cincinnati's going to go out there and try and absolutely demolish every team that's lower ranked than them. He, that's a fun a fun point. quarterback they got there. Yes, uh, Chip Kelly might just be back. Chipper or L- or LSU stinks. It's one of the two. Um, and then everybody else, like it's it's Alabama. It's a one horse race. It's Alabama. That's it. There are no other horses. Alabama's the best team in the country. No questions asked. No questions asked. Yeah, not the start that Clemson probably wanted. Uh, Uyunglele did not look spectacular. Uh, not the start that Ohio State probably would have wanted. They you know let Minnesota hang in there. I think they were up 14, up 17 14 at one point in the third quarter. Yeah. It was halftime. They were up three at halftime. And then Ohio State came out and scored right away to start the second half. But, was that it? Yeah, but Minnesota got screwed anyway. Well, not screwed. They unfortunately lost their running back. Yeah, who uh, heck of a half. Like 158 in the first half. Yeah, and he's out for the year, too. Oh. It's, a, it's a real bummer. Um, but, I mean, like. Uh, Ohio State couldn't be happy with that performance. You just can't be. No, but at the same time, you're talking about basically, you know, a freshman quarterback making his first start. There were some, there was some rust to knock off. There were some jitters to get past, but it, it seemed like he did in the second half when he just decided, oh yeah, by the way, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave play on my team. I'm just going to throw <laughs> the ball to them and let them, let them do the hard stuff. Yeah, probably not a bad plan. Not gonna lie, it's probably a pretty, a pretty solid plan to go to t- probably what two of the top five receivers in next year's draft. You would um, think so, yeah. At this point, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty incredible to to be honest that they have that kind of talent and can just turn it on like that. So I don't know, man. It was a fun, it was a fun weekend of college football. I think there was a lot of good games. Unless you're the uh, the big defensive end from Oregon, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, did Hi- they say what he actually did? I think it was high ankle sprain. It's not as bad as it could be. I'm going to double check that, though, because I don't feel great about it. But, I mean, another guy who was just having a, an unbelievable first half and looked every bit what uh, the preseason hype of you know being a top three-ish pick. Uh, yeah, ankle sprain listed as day-to-day, so definitely could have been a heck of a lot worse. Yeah, for sure, especially with Ohio State on the docket next. I mean, that's, that's a tough... Uh, if he can't go for them... I mean, Fresno State was able to hang around. Mm. Fresno State even had a late lead in that game. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's a tough one for Oregon going into a big matchup. Yeah, I don't know how good Oregon is this year. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're as good as they have been. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm on the same page with you. That's It's such a fun team, but it's just, you know, and it, it's difficult to read anything from one week, especially the first week of any college season. But ages, they did not look that good. I mean, has Oregon been fun since Chip Kelly left? I yeah, would, I would say Justin no. Herbert years. Come on, nah, I would yeah. say no. Yeah, you only say no to prove your point, not because Absolutely. it's accurate. Um, 
thank no, you. No, they know. were fun. You're right, but they, I don't. I don't know. It's. I feel like I feel like they just get the name the name hype now. They're one of those teams. Yeah, but they're oh. nowhere near. They're no. They're nowhere near deserving. That's probably true. Thank God that you and I have both decided that Jalen Hurts is in fact the the next legitimate starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, because looking at some of the performances from these top-rated guys heading into the season does not fill you with hope for this year's quarterback class. You know, Sam Howell looked awfully mediocre without all of those offensive weapons that migrated to the NFL. Spencer Rattler, he looks like nobody ever taught him how to throw a football. It's it's unbelievable. I don't understand why anyone would ever think that guy was the number one overall pick. I knew it after I knew it before last year ended. Now all of it's like it's it, he's not that good. I don't understand. There there is a major disconnect between the upper half and the bottom half of of his game. Like he he doesn't step into anything. His footwork is the worst I've ever seen for a, a guy who was considered a potential number one overall pick. Thirty for thirty nine, uh, three oh four, a touchdown, two picks in a game where they almost lost to Tulane. Yeah, and Tulane's not bad, but that is... You can't If you're Oklahoma and 30-plus point favorites, you can't. That game can't be that close. Just can't. No, for sure. What did you think of Uyunglele? I mean, 19 for 39 against Georgia, no touchdowns and a pick, and basically uh, does nothing on the ground as well. Negative 22 yards rushing. I mean, it's hard to judge. That Georgia defense is so good. I mean, that's the best defense they'll face all year. Unless they make the playoff and have to play, you know what I mean, and have to play them again. Mm-hmm. It's they're, they're, it's they're, it's a really, really hard team to make your, what, second career start against. Yeah. So, I don't know. But it also doesn't help that there are a lot of weapons gone on that team. And I don't necessarily know if it was reloaded. So, uh, it's... He didn't impress, but I don't necessarily put it all on him. I just think Clemson's due for a, a mediocre year under Dabo, uh, to say the least, right now. Literally have no idea where that... Play, I'm playing some video somewhere. I'm just not sure where it is. Th- thank <laughs> I you. don't hear it, so you're fine. Thank ESPN for their auto-loading videos. Um, yeah, you mentioned losing all of that, losing all of that talent, all of those weapons... What did you did you watch the Georgia Clemson game? Uh, I, parts of it, a majority of it, but it was a lot of. It was just so so much so boring. Well, what like, did you, what did you think of Justin Ross? Because Ross comes back after that horrible injury last year, a guy who has already sort of been penciled into that number two, number three wide receiver spot in the draft this year, and he looked awfully tentative. It's. I mean, I guess you don't want to get hurt again yeah. if you're a guy like that. But the problem is, is you kind of have to put yourself out there if you want to perform, right? right. You got to risk it, uh, risk it for the biscuit, I guess. Isn't that, a, isn't that exactly some sort of weird correct, saying? Greg, exactly sure. correct. Um, but yeah, I mean, like he, it's also a thing again. You're playing against top tier talent. We're so used to watching Clemson especially early on in the season, play like nobodies, yeah. right? You're playing like the Citadel to kick the season off and you win 94 to seven. Like that, that's, that's just how those games typically work. And here mm-hmm. they are against another top five team with a completely unproven everyone, basically, at least right. on the offensive side of the ball. And, and this is what you get sometimes, unfortunately, I think it's going to take a lot. I mean, obviously I still think they can, they can, cruise along in the ACC, but I'd, I'd be, it'd be hard pressed for me to believe they could do anything, even if they make the 14 playoff. Yeah. So Bavada currently has, as you would imagine, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the favorites to win the national championship in their futures, plus 250, Georgia plus 450 next. I mean, that feels like that gap should be wider. You mean as in terms of Alabama should have or Georgia should be further away from? Oh, them? for sure. I I would put Bam. First of all, Bama plus two fifty. I know, like steal. Yeah, it, it feels it, it feels like a steal, right? It absolutely yeah. does. Now anything can happen. Bryce Young can get hurt. Bryce Young looks oh, just spectacular, by the way. But Bryce Young could get hurt, and you know whatever. I'll take plus two fifty right now for a team 
Nick, I know you don't have, you can't have somebody negative. You can't have a team negative at this point in the season. It's but too like, early, but yeah. Yeah, but they should be. I mean, they're so good. You watch that Miami game. I was watching it, and as someone who thinks Miami's going to be very good this year, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm sure I could be very, 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 very wrong, mm. but I feel like every time I looked up, Alabama was on offense. Yes. Like, if I looked away for a second, Miami would kill, take a kickoff, and within the next, I had like three or four games on different TVs all at the same time, different mm. TVs or computer monitors. I'd look away to look at something else, and I'd turn back, and Alabama's driving again. I don't yeah. even know how they got the ball. I don't know what happened. Like, they're just on offense in perpetuity. Well, I, I mean, De'Ara King uh, fumbled once and uh, threw two interceptions, and that's how Alabama got the ball back. It's just, it, it was bad. It was a bad day for everyone not named Alabama. Not uh, named Alabama. That. Like, I just don't know. I mean, I do know how Saban does it. You, you don't have to even really try to recruit. You're mm-hmm. just, we're Alabama. Do you want to win a national championship? Sure. Come play here. All right. Thanks. Like, for that's sure. it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Bryce Young gets plugged in as a starter, 344 and four touchdowns to no interceptions against, you know, a number 14 ranked team. So <laughs> it's impressive. It's yeah. just, and you know, the weapons are there too. You know, Michi looks good. Six for 76. I think they, I mean, you know, this is not a super hot take considering he scored twice, but I feel like they found something in Cam Latou at tight end. He's a guy who was by far outplaying expectations. And that defense is just, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's always going to be. I, I don't understand. How do they have this tight of a system? Yeah. Like, how is this possible? I agree. And you know, like I I was never a Jaleel Billingsley fan. So I'm happy that the Latou seems to have uh that has seems to have jumped him. But yeah, they are they're ready to go. They're they're just that team is just so unbelievably good. And you've got Trey Sanders getting playtime and that's fun. The the program is just a machine. It's yeah. literally like it's it's literally like assembly line stuff. Oh, here we need a running back. Oh, here's one. We got it. Oh, we need a new quarterback. Here's one. And every single person that steps in just does their job as to the best they absolutely can. Can it's yeah. it's actually unreal. Really disappointing game too, because you know I was excited to see De'Ara King play. I was excited to see Cameron Harris, the running back, play, and they just got chewed up by that Alabama defense. Cameron uh, Cameron Harris, uh, twelve carries for thirty eight yards, and this is this is an NFL guy. Yeah, was not good. Their offense looked was made to look like just absolutely unprepared and terrible. Basically, it's bad. Well, LSU uh, still plus four thousand at no oh, god. <laughs> I I think I'm going to avoid that one. But your Penn State Nittany Lions, Gregory, fresh Why, off a big victory over the Wisconsin Badgers, plus sixty six hundred. How are you feeling about the uh, the Nittany Lions right now? I mean, terrible. I, I, I know it's a, I know it's a good win, right? Yeah. And and I get it. And I was excited Saturday. I was uh-huh. fist bumping. I was yelling at my TV. There's a chance this team could lose to Ball State this weekend. Oh, like boy. it absolutely could happen. Okay. That it's the, the offense. I don't trust Sean Clifford. I, I think that it's you know for his. As good as some of his throws look, there's other throws where he misses guys who are wide open. Like, it's just, it, it's not great. I, I will never, ever trust James Franklin after the Trace McSorley, Ohio State, both teams undefeated, fourth down where he ran the ball with like like a minute and a half left and no timeout. It's just, mm-hmm. really, they try to fight the fans after the game. Hey, McSorley's like, available. Nah, well, pick him back up. Give another year of eligibility. Grad transfer. He transferred to the NFL. Now he's transferring back. That kid, uh, uh, that kid is South Carolina. Uh, the the How about the grad, uh, the grad assistant who? I know. Dude. That, what an unbelievable lit game him, for him. Lit him up. Absolutely lit them up. <laughs> All right. Well, technical difficulties. <laughs> um, a bizarre thing. Uh, the computer just kind of turned off. But we're back. We're here. And uh, the time, the time is finally here. I think what that was is my computer was saying, hey, dummy, why are you talking about college football? The NFL starts in a couple of days. Let's dig into that. Week one of the National Football League season, Gregory. Uh, we're going to go. 
We're gonna go game by game, make our picks, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna scroll down at random and we're gonna look for one prop. It might be good, it might not be, but I'll take the best one that's on my screen at that time for each game. Let's start Thursday night, September 9th, 8:20 p.m. Eastern time, weird to say that. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Bavada has those Buccaneers minus eight. It's a lot of points for the opening game of the season, I'll be honest. Uh, mm. As much as it pains me, I and I hate to do it, I have to take Dallas. I have to take Dallas. They lose by a touchdown. They'll cover the eight, though. Okay, our prop for this game... Longest reception by Ezekiel Elliott. The over-under is 11 and a half. Uh, I'll take the under because I don't think they use him as much out of the backfield catching the ball. I think that's more of a Tony Pollard situation. Ugh, Tony Pollard. Such an overrated player. Let's, do you, you disagree? You, you think Tony, Poll- Tony Pollard legitimately good NFL player? Like, I enjoy legit- Tony Pollard. I don't mind him. Okay, I, I think I I think I think he is he is a very good change of pace back. Do I think he's a Agreed. lead back in the NFL? No, but I think he is perfect in the role that he's in. I agree with that. I think just people get carried away with what Tony Pollard is. Well, people think that he could be Zeke's replacement, like full on replacement. That's just right. not feasible. Yeah, he's no uh, Latavius Murray, and oh. <laughs> who was cut today by the Saints, and it feels just like. Like kismet that he's going to end up in Baltimore. Well, did you see that Baltimore also signed Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad? Oh, I saw that. And I'm <laughs> that still makes me think they need a running back. Boy, do they. <laughs> Le'Veon is so far beyond cooked. Like, he can't even see well done from here. No, it's not. It's It's been bad for, for Le'Veon. He just doesn't realize it. <sighs> yeah, I mean... Been bad for Baltimore, too, obviously. They lose J.K. Dobbins, then they lose uh, Justice Hill for the season with a torn Achilles. That's rough for a team whose identity is we're going to run the football. Yeah, you would think. You would think losing your top two or two of your top three running backs within two, like a, like a week of each other, would be bad. It's certainly hmm. bad. But the running back position is so weird. Like, you could see, watch Gus Edwards run for like 1,400 yards. Yeah, absolutely. It's why you don't draft running backs. Super high. No. That's why. Well, my position with running backs, both in fantasy football and the actual NFL draft, is that unless they are an elite, elite, elite game changer type player, you don't touch them in the first couple of rounds. Yeah, 100%. Like, you, you, you can find running back talent anywhere else. Anywhere yeah. else. As deep as can possibly be. That pool of running back talent. Like you look at the guys who, who, who are stars now. Name one that was like like serious, serious star. That is, you know, top ten pick. Is it Derrick Henry? Is that the only one I can even think of? Was he even a top ten pick? Oh, I don't think Derrick Henry was a top ten pick. Yeah, I don't either. Zeke, no, or Zeke well, I mean, was, but yeah, he doesn't fit the super. I mean, he doesn't fit the superstar. Right, exactly. Criteria. Uh, Derek Henry was. I feel like he was an end of the first round guy. Uh, no, he was a forty fifth pick in the draft. Yeah, like what? Yeah, you can wait forever on running backs. That's even a good question. Un, even undrafted it, guys. Is there a? Well, you know, there's questions about Zeke. There's questions about Saquon. Um, McCaffrey. Um, not McCaffrey, but I mean, how can you not say there's questions about McCaffrey? Absolutely is. Absolutely uh, is. Nick Chubb year. was a second round pick. Um, Kareem Hunt was undrafted, wasn't he? No, he was drafted. When? Was, uh, Kareem Hunt was like a third or fourth round pick. Exactly. That's my point, though. You can find it anywhere. At a Toledo. I remember watching that game, and uh, he fumbled on his first carry and then went on to break the rookie record for most uh, total all-purpose yards in a game. Eh, you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, Chris. He was a third-round pick, number eighty-six overall. Yeah, I mean, it makes you <sighs> it makes you well it makes you wish that the Eagles could for once just do that. Ah, uh, hey, shots fired at Booby. Dalvin Cook was a second-round pick. Aaron Jones was uh was a later-round pick. Uh, nothing there, nothing there. There's Travis Henry. <laughs> Nothing there. There's McCaffrey, 
Kamara is a second round pick. Uh, I don't see anything. The Rams, no, it's Sony Michelle. Ugh. Uh, 49ers, no, no. I do not see one top 10 pick producing year in, year out like a top 10 pick. Now, uh, injuries are, injuries are the, the bugaboo there. Yeah, but obviously, still. <laughs> obviously, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, uh, Saquon, and, and even Zeke to a lesser extent are unbelievable talents. It's just got to stay healthy. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not using a first round pick on a running back unless, yeah, unless. <laughs> I don't I actually I don't even know what the unless is there. Yeah, no, I don't think there is one. I, there used to be. It, you like I used to think that way, but now as you just keep seeing it, it's like nah, nah. I I thought Saquon was surefire, but injuries happen. I mean, he was so good his first year. We do discount that though. But also kind of so bad it, his second year prior to the injury. But he played for like a quarter and a half or a game and a quarter. Like it. And he was terrible. Well, look at his team also, though. That offensive line is trash. The coaching staff is trash. They're all trash. Uh, shots fired, Joe Judge. Nah, listen, he's going to go bellyache about a team pulling their starters. I'd be on his side in that argument, though. I'd be on his side in that argument. But the Eagles Looking did in Week 17 was disgraceful. Uh, yeah, but uh, who cares? Win seven games and then complain. I, I Listen, I don't disagree with you there. Don't rely on other teams to do your dirty work. But... The Eagles basically gave they 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 continued the the you know the, the attitude that losing is okay that this this city is uh, adopted with the Sixers. Hey, got us Devonte Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it could have gotten us Devonte Smith without having to give up a second round pick. Yeah, well, they also. I mean, I feel like you neglect to uh, to include the fact that they gained a first round pick in all of that. No, they didn't. Sure, they trade. They they moved back from six to to uh, whatever, and then they moved up. It's dumb. They're dumb mm-hmm. people. All right, I'm sorry. Are are you still holding on to your? <laughs> no, they didn't. I forgot that they got the sixth pick. You could have just you could have just stayed there. How? Yeah, but I mean, so they got Devontae and a first round pick instead. Horrible outcome. Bad. That one game before Saquon got hurt, uh, fifteen carries for six yards. Yeah, it was not a good one. It was. This is why I hate fantasy. I'm, I'm starting to move more and more to the uh, fantasy football is going to ruin my life scenario. I'm happy I did a, to hear that. I did, a, I did a draft today right before uh, we hopped on, like 5.30 mm-hmm. I had it, and it was online. And I'm looking at the week one matchup I have after the draft's over, and it's like, oh, cool, I'm playing against Jalen Hurts. Oh, cool, I have Calvin Ridley. So, like, bad things are – now it's just really annoying. At this yeah. point, like it's starting to hit me. It's like this is just a bummer. Like this is just gonna bum me out. Depending on how this goes. Now the next week, when there's no Eagles involved and no foul, like no, you know, other team people involved, it's like yeah, this is fun. I love fantasy football, but yeah. I don't know. Two moments that I feel markedly improved my life: deleting Facebook, stopping playing fantasy football. I still enjoy fantasy football. There are just some weeks that are worse than others, and it stinks when it's week one of the NFL season. You're facing off against your team you cheers for as a quarterback, you know? Mm. Well, let's continue talking about week one. The Arizona Cardinals head to Tennessee to take on Derrick Henry and those Tennessee Titans. Bavada has the Titans minus three at home. I don't know what to think about either one of these teams. I don't necessarily trust the Titans because I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. I just That's don't. That's fair. When they're successful, it's when Derrick Henry is carrying the ball a thousand times, and then they're able to sneak around A.J. Brown. Now, they added Julio Jones, which is a huge pickup. I know people think Julio's washed. I don't necessarily believe that. Injury-prone, sure. Washed, mm-hmm. mm, I don't necessarily agree. But And plus, in that offense, with, with a guy like Brown, a guy like Henry demanding you know, attention, I think Julio can still have a very, very productive year. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Cardinals, and it's like, well, what did they really do this offseason? Like, they, they got younger by getting rid of Larry Fitzgerald. We're not getting ready, retired. But, like, I don't necessarily know what their defense looks like still. Well, Is you, Kyler You neglect to mention they, they replaced him with A.J. Green. So well, yeah, it's exactly. not like they got substantially younger. Yeah, and A.J. Green's been a shell of his former self the last two or three years. 
Cincinnati. Um, Chase Edmonds, I guess, their lead back mixed in with James Conner. Like, mm. I mean, Edmonds is fine. He was always fine in a backup role, but like, if he's going to be carrying the ball a majority of the time, like, what do we do there? Is it going to be Connor? But Connor's never healthy. So, like, what? It's it's just not great. It's not a great offensive situation outside of DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's about it if you're in Arizona. Hey, Christian Kirk. Uh, our prop for this one, will a special teams or defensive touchdown be scored? Yes, plus 200. No, minus 275. Uh, I'd probably go. I'd probably go no. I just feel like like Kyler doesn't do a lot of the dumb things. Like he'll take a bad sack or he'll he'll you know run out of bounds when he has a chance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't necessarily make the ill-advised throw in, in like the ones that could be jumped right and yeah. taken to the house. So I'd go. Well, down. he's five six. He needs to take care of himself. Exactly. Well, that that's what I mean. Next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Not exactly the game of the weekend uh, here. The Houston Texans plus three points at home per Bavada. Super Bowl preview right here. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, fine. I don't know who their starting running back is. It's like... It's uh, the the guy from last year, James, uh, James Robinson. No, 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 no. I meant for Houston. Sorry, I transitioned uh, from... I went, I went, no, I went Houston the whole way. No, you're hundred percent right. First. You were talking about Tyrod Taylor. It's okay. Um, I don't know who their starting running back is. It, you have Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, uh, and, um, I guess is Duke Johnson still there? No, David Duke Johnson, Johnson just signed with the practice squad of the Jaguar. Oh, there you go. Of the Jaguars. Perfect. So then it's David Johnson, uh, who's, who's in Houston after that brilliant trade for the aforementioned DeAndre Hopkins. Um, uh, per uh, per ESPN, their starting running back is Mark Ingram. Uh, all right, I like Mark Ingram, but I don't know. You have Brandon Cooks. I just think they're just yeah. What a weird running back room: Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and Rex Burkhead. Yeah, it's not great. It's not. It's not a great. Not a great place. Uh, in terms of in terms of talent and how they've situated everything, I don't. I don't really know. Plus, you have the Deshaun Watson thing hanging over your head. Honestly, what's going on with Deshaun Watson? Nah, exactly. Honestly, if there was ever a place you would want Trevor Lawrence to make his NFL debut, this is the place. Like a team, play a team that's in complete turmoil, right? And I, I know they, their head coach is a guy who's a longtime NFL guy, first time mm-hmm. as a head coach, but like it's to me, like they're going to be a terrible team. You know, a potential number one pick overall team if Watson doesn't play the whole year. And yeah. now we're talking about, you know, Trevor Lawrence gets to make his debut there with a lot of talent. And I know, I know obviously you lose Etienne, but we talked, you just mentioned James Robinson. That dude was really dynamic last year at running back. Mm. And, and you, you know, you still have LaVisca Chenault, you have DJ Chark. Um, who else do they have on the outside? Didn't they add someone this offseason? I feel like they signed somebody. Oh, uh, Mar- Marvin Jones, who I think is nursing an injury. Uh, yes, he's de- questionable this week. Yeah, defensively they stink, but so does Houston. So you just got to put up more. If Trevor Lawrence can't put up more points than Tyrod Taylor, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I just I got nothing for the Jaguars or Urban Meyer if that's the case. Our prop here, because I can't find any Trevor Lawrence-specific props for whatever reason— uh, will either team score 40 or more points in the game? Yes, plus 550, no, minus 1,000. Yeah, I mean, that's a no. I think the defenses are very bad, but the offenses aren't exactly well-oiled machines. I don't necessarily know if I see a team scoring six touchdowns in this game. Hey, field goals count too. It's true. It's a lot of field goals. Well, what game isn't exciting when you see 40 points worth of field goals? <laughs> Ah, uh, Ryan Suckup went 14 of 15. <laughs> All chip shots. It was crazy. Oh, that, that, kind of, that kind of sounds amazing, to be honest with you. you just keep, I, I, I want to see that game. You just keep getting stopped inside like the 15-yard line and settling for field goals. That's, there's, there, that might be the best option, honestly. 
like, how do you even get 15 possessions in a game? <laughs> a lot of turnovers, man, but inefficient, inefficient offensively. Yeah, a bunch of turnovers in the red zone and a bunch of three and outs that just lead to field goals. Exactly. Exactly. First game jitters. Lawrence is overthrowing everybody. I get it. I'm excited. I'm excited to see this. All right. Our next game here, the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers head to Washington to take on the Washington football team. And Bavada has the football team plus a point at home. Is this the Justin Herbert coming out party or is this where Washington's defense puts a stamp on it. It's all we've heard Man. all summer. Yeah, that defense is good. Yeah, it's all we've heard all summer, but now I need I need to see him prove it again. I need to see it, and this is a team that they have a chance to prove it against. I mean, you talk about Eckler, you talk about Herbert, you talk about Keenan Allen, who's been there for forever. You're, you have a new situation at tight end with the Chargers, no more Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... You know, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one for for Herbert to go there and, and, you know, on the road, West Coast team going east. It's Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic's always good early in the season, too. This is where he shines. I don't know. that's That's a brutal game to pick. I'd probably go Chargers, but I could see Washington winning at home. I'm moving away from this one prop per game thing because I can't find player-specific props on this page. So, moving away from it. We're we're adjusting here midstream. That works. Next game, we have the Minnesota Vikings head to Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and those Cincinnati Bengals. Bavada has the Bengals plus three at home. A lot of home underdogs so far. Is Joe Bur- I mean, I know Joe Burrow's back, right? He took some yeah. preseason snaps, yada, yada, yada. But it's still terrified for him because I don't think they did yeah. enough to address the offensive line. Chase is nice. You have a great wide receiver core, Chase, Higgins, Boyd. Um, yeah. Uh, there's definitely somebody else there that I can't think of. Yeah, but those are the big ones. Like, this is, this is, this is the team. Like, you, you have Mixon in the backfield. You just have nothing. You have no real. I mean, who's their tight end? Uzumal still. That uh, I can't. I don't know how to pronounce. Azuma. Azuma. Yeah. Like there, there's that guy, and offensive line is mediocre. Their defense is whatever. Uh, it's it, to me, it's very hard to think that Cincinnati can do literally anything. The one positive, because look, we all kind of poo-pooed that Jamar Chase pick. Seemed like you take Penay Sewell there. Sewell looks really, really bad for Detroit right now. And uh, while Jamar Chase also looks really, really bad for Cincinnati, like, you know, at least if Sewell isn't the generational prospect is probably going too far for what he was. But the the rock solid tackle prospect we thought, eh, the Chase pick isn't as bad. I'm I'm less concerned with... um... I'm less concerned with Chase, honestly, just because the guy didn't play football for almost like 18 months, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have the the national championship game that ends, then you sit out all of last year. He hasn't played a competitive game outside of this preseason for, you know, for forever, basically. So I'm not exactly concerned with him looking like a little bit rusty in these preseason. I'd be much more concerned with, uh, with your with Sewell, I definitely would. well Sewell also Sewell. sat out last year. Oh, that's true. I guess he did. Well, huh, hey, look at that. Um, yeah, back it up now. I'm Apologize trying. to Penny Sewell. I, I mean, I'm, I apologize. apologize. I don't. I can't. It, it, you know, I, it's hard for me to be a Ducks guy. It really is. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. He's no Trey Tinkle. No, God, no. How could he be? I love you. You know I love Trey Tinkle. I, know I thought you he, do. <laughs> like I, these. I know this is really getting on a tangent, but the start that he had a couple of seasons ago, shooting like fifty percent from three, couldn't miss. I thought you know this this twenty four year old really figured it out. I mean, and he then was great. he got ice cold. It wasn't great. It what was not. Do? It was not great. The New York Football Jets head to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Bavada has the Panthers finally a home uh, home favorite minus five and a half. 
I mean, I, I, what is what is Sam Darnold? Like, what is he? We're going to find out this year. I, I mean, the Jets stink. So, like, the, the, the Panthers are going to cover, win and cover easily. Like, I don't have any concern about that. And I think Sam Darnold revenge game, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but it, to yeah. me, to me, it's very, it's just, it's very concerning mm. that, that, like, I just don't understand what they're going to be. Like, you have DJ Moore, you have Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey. If he's healthy, if he's healthy, this is a great mix of, like, a great mix of guys. You got Hubbard backing up, McCaffrey, like, don't uh, don't underrate Terrace Marshall Jr. either. I think he's going to have a big rookie year. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think they can be a really good team. I think they can be a really good team. And the Jets, I think, are going to stink. I don't trust Zach Wilson. So I think it's a very easy minus five and a half there. I think Zach Wilson is going to have the kind of games where he's going to be so hot he can beat anybody. And then other games, well, basically I'm describing a, a high-ceiling rookie but other games where he just takes the Jets out of a game. I mean, it very well could be. Yeah. I, I love the the arm talent that Zach Wilson has. I, I don't... I just do not love the talent Zach Wilson has to throw the ball to. It's, just, it's Sam Darnold just again. They don't have yeah. any... They don't have any weapons around him. They just don't. They don't. And unless Elijah Moore... Turns out to be a stud, which he very well could be. Old Miss mm-hmm. receivers have been doing that lately. Um, I, I just, I find it very hard to buy in that they're going to be anything different than what they have been. Maybe they'll be better defensively because of Sala, but I don't know, man. You know, and you like the left side of that line at least. You have back then, you have Vera Tucker, so there are pieces. It's but they're they're a ways away at this point. The Philadelphia Eagles head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Bavada has the Falcons minus three at home. Um, we haven't even seen one game yet. I hate them and, already. And you're already into I hate this team. This is this is. I saw a tweet. And I can't remember who this was from, but it was about Philly fans. Philly fans being negative. Mm-hmm. They played the Brewers. <laughs> I think that was Ben Simmons. Uh, well, yes. But uh, they played the Brewers the other day, uh, or yesterday, or two days ago, whenever this comes out. Gene Segura hit a grand slam to go up 11 to nothing. And some person in a bar who this guy was sitting next to said, Ah, it's just great. Now they won't score another run until Thursday. And you know what? Accurate. That is an accurate statement. That is That is the attitude that Philadelphia should have. It's the attitude that I already have about this team. One o'clock on Sunday is going to come. I am excited for it. I am going to be ready to watch this team play. And what is going to happen is is they are going to annoy me and bother me and frustrate me for the next 18 weeks of my life. That is what's going to happen. There, There has never been a season where that hasn't been the case. Even the Super Bowl year. They were frustrating. I was refing, oh, for sure. I was refing a CYO bas- a high school CYO basketball game where I, I, I see the news that Carson Wentz has left the game in Los Angeles due to injury to his knee. And I was like, this is, this is misery. This is pure misery. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's got to be. That's what this team is. That's what this city is every single year. And even with that, I do think the Falcons aren't very good, regardless of their offense. Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan... Calvin Ridley, all the studs, Russell Gage, whatever it's going to be. I take the Eagles outright. Eagles outright. I think it was it was kind of you to include Russell Gage in that uh, that trio with Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, and Calvin Ridley. I had no other. I mean, I guess I could have said Mike Davis. Mike Davis probably more more warranted to be said in that situation. I guess, but okay, this can't be right. But I don't know. Maybe it is, and maybe I'm just missing stuff. I'm looking at the Falcons' depth chart on ESPN. You know, who, can you guess who their backup running back is? Who their backup is? Yeah. Uh, and it's weird because I've been entrenched in fantasy drafts for like the last five day, or three days, and I have uh-huh. no idea who their backup is. It is Cordaro Patterson. I mean, Eagles by two touchdowns. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Olamande Zacchaeus. I is that 
something like that, right? I have never been able to pronounce that name. I don't even know who that is. That is one of their starting wide receivers, Gregory. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Moving along, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Bavada has the Bills minus six and a half. This is a terrifying prospect, right? I, I, I don't think the Steelers are a bad team. I think the Bills are a very good team, but I don't think the I don't think the I, I don't think the Steelers are that bad. I think they're actually very good. They're very skilled and probably could, can compete with Cleveland to win that division. I don't think Baltimore's as good as um, I don't think Baltimore's as good as they have been in past years, especially okay. with the running back situation. Um, Play the on. Yeah, yeah. I love the Steelers in this game. I, I think that Najee Harris is very good. I know the Bills' defense is good. I, I don't. I don't necessarily know if the Steelers can win this game outright, but I definitely think that they can. Uh, they can hang in there. Uh, and keep this game close. Big Ben swan song year, I think. So I, I like it. The San Francisco 49ers head to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. Bavada has the Lions plus seven and a half. Um, biggest line of the week, I believe. It's not great for tied for tied for biggest. And where's the game at? It is in Detroit. Yeah, man. I <laughs> don't even think home field advantage helps the Lions. I think I think it's uh, uh, <laughs> uh, man, I I think I think even with Jimmy G, they're gonna win by two touchdowns minimum. I don't mm. know how I don't know how they score. I, I don't I just don't. Um uh, I, Jared Goff the TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, maybe. Like, it's bad. I'll tell you what. Amonra St. Brown is going to... He's going to put up really big numbers for uh, for the Lions this year, largely because somebody has to catch the ball. And they have two They have two wide receivers on this... Three wide receivers on this team I've literally never heard of before right now. In uh, Tom Kennedy, Khalif Raymond, and Trinity Benson... So when when I'm looking at this group and I'm like, eh, Kadaryl Hodge might be their second best option. But Goff's got to get him the ball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's the issue. I don't know what Dan Campbell's offense is going to look like. I don't remember what Miami's offense... Um, I don't know what Miami's offense uh, really was when Campbell was the interim head coach. So, like, to me... I just think Detroit's going to be so bad. They're just going to be yeah. so bad, even with even with all that stuff. I, I just don't think they're very good. Oh, what stuff? All the stuff we were talking about is how terrible they are. Yeah, like, but like, no, I mean, like, you talked about uh, St. Brown. Like, even yeah. with him, I don't, I just don't know where they have any sort of good option. I don't. Philly's own DeAndre Swift at running back? Yeah, but even then, like... He he showed flashes last year, right? He showed flashes of being very good, but it, like I don't know if there's enough around him, for, especially from an offensive line perspective. There's any of that. Like answer that question for him. Answer that question. Yeah, for him to do well. And how much time is he going to split with Jamal? Uh, what's his name? The guy from the pack, Williams. Yeah, like how much is he going to split from that? So it's funny because on paper the offensive line isn't terrible. Taylor Decker at left tackle, Jonah Jackson at guard, Frank Ragnew at center, Halapalati Vitae at right guard, and Penny <laughs> Sewell at right tackle. Uh, Halapulavati Vitae. Thank God. Thank God you pronounced it correctly. Yeah, I didn't want to disrespect Mr. Vitae. Uh, played a vital role in that Super Bowl. On Did? paper, it's not terrible, but just when they're actually on the field, I don't know if I have the same confidence as. I do looking at the paper. Yeah, when you see it on the field, it's very bad. I don't know why. It just, just doesn't translate. The Seattle Seahawks head to Indianapolis to take on Carson Wentz and those Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has Carson Wentz and those Indianapolis Colts plus two and a half. Does the being a former Philadelphia team player 
translate into never being able to beat Seattle. Because <laughs> probably the the Eagles never beat Seattle ever. They just never beat them. I don't know why. It's like there's a like a switch in the league office that says the Eagles are never allowed to beat Seattle, and it's just marked to yes constantly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Wentz missed a lot of training camp. I don't know if he's going to be sharp enough. I like Seattle in the game. I think they're still very good. Russ is always good this early in the season. He just is. Like, there's nothing you could do about it. So, yeah, I like Seattle in the game. The Cleveland Browns head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bavada has the Chiefs minus six and a half. This is a tough one. It's a tough mm. one because the the Chiefs are they're the team that lost the Super Bowl, right? That going into this year, which is a much different feeling than being the team that wins the Super Bowl. And it almost seems like every time a team loses a Super Bowl, they go into an absolute hell spiral. Unless yep. they're unless they're manned by Tom Brady and the New England Patriots for most of the last two decades, where they just for some reason go right back and win the Super Bowl. Um, Cleveland's defense is very good, but but who has on paper very good? Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. True, and who have the Chiefs really lost offensively? I, I mean, if Sammy any, Watkins. that's it, right? And he's good for like one game where he scores three touchdowns a season. So completely then, redid their offensive line, though. I think that's the biggest question mark. They they really like these young guys. But these young guys haven't done anything at the NFL level yet. Well, yeah, got rid of Eric Fisher, kind of went Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah, went in a completely different direction. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league. So, oh yeah, by a nice margin. Yeah, it's just a matter of can they keep him upright? The talent is around him. Can Hardman step up and take that Sammy Watkins role a little more seriously? Um, I. You've know. got Honey Badgers in COVID protocols right now. Yeah, he'll be out by game time, sure. Um, I don't doubt that, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, nine times out of ten, everybody's fine. Then there's the Miles Garrett loses the second half of his season because he has no uh, no stamina anymore. Well, there is that. There's also, you could leave your COVID wristwatch in four corners of the room and then meet together. In the middle, on camera, like real geniuses <laughs> in Denver. Um, now, I think I think the Browns keep this close, though. I think they can chew clock with their run game. Kansas City's defense is also considerably unproven, and yep. if Honey Badger does have to miss, I, I can't, I can't, I can't pick against them. By the way, biggest, uh, highest over under of the week in this game, fifty four and a half. And there's definitely points to be scored. I mean, OBJ back for Cleveland. You still obviously have Jarvis Landry, who's just a catch and a reception and yardage machine. I, I, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to pick against them. They uh, they think the world of Donovan Peoples Jones. Apparently, he's had the best camp of any of the receivers. Oh yeah, I'll wait till I'll wait till we see it. <laughs> I'm buying. Can I tell you? I I fully buy the Browns' young receivers. I think. I think they did an incredible—I think Andrew Barry might be the best general manager in football in terms of identifying talent through the draft. It's certainly not Mike Mayock, which is which is shocking. But I think they did a really good job of finding un- undervalued players for one reason or another. That Michigan quarterback situation held people's Jones back because if you don't have a quarterback who can throw the ball, you're not going to catch the ball. And the fact that Anthony Schwartz and Auburn was splitting his time between football and track up until last year, I just think there's a lot of meat left on the potential bone of both of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I have to see it on the NFL field before I believe it, though. I understand that like not having people to throw to you certainly matters. But... It does. Shea Patterson. Uh, yeah, but he... But, like... Man, I, Michigan <laughs> just stinks in general. Never going to be able to give them credit because I just don't mm-hmm. like them in general. I just don't. That's fair. Totally fair. The Denver Broncos head to uh, New York to take on the New York football Giants. Bavada has the Giants plus three at home. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, man. It, it's the guy, you know, he, he did exactly what he needed to do with Carolina last year. He beat out Drew Locke out in Denver. I think Denver has a lot of talent in the skill positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see what Javante Williams can do at running mm-hmm. back. Obviously, you still have Melvin Gordon. There's Jerry Judy, uh, second year. Hamler, second year. 
Cortland so, Sutton. Yes, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. It, like, that offense has the skill, guys, but they just need somebody who can get the ball to them, and I think I think Teddy can. And I think that's why he won I think that's why he won the starting job, if I'm being perfectly honest. So uh and, and I think the Giants just really stink. I, I yeah. don't think they're very good at all. So um, three months ago, what do you think the odds were that both Teddy Bridgewater and Tyrod Taylor uh, excuse me, Tyrod Taylor would be starting quarterbacks for week one of the NFL season. Tyrod Taylor just always finds a way to be yeah. the week one starter somewhere. Last year, there was that weird situation that happened where the training staff allegedly collapsed his lung by accident. Mm, that uh, little thing. Yeah, that you know, really severely injured him, allegedly again. Um, but it's, to me, I think you have to... Like I, 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 the odds were probably astronomical, but I, you almost yeah. have to take it because they just find their way in the starting positions with teams that don't have franchise QBs. What was the pick here? You said Giants stink, but oh uh, no, the, the Giants stink, and I'm taking Teddy, Teddy, and the right. Broncos. The Green Bay Packers head to New Orleans to take on Jameis Winston and those Nolan Saints. Bavada has the Saints plus four and a half at home. <sighs> But it's not in New Orleans. It's, it's, it's true. Cowboy State. No, where is it? It's, uh, it's in Florida. Yeah, yeah, that, you're right. It's it's Florida somewhere. Yeah, it's in uh, Jacksonville, yeah. Yeah, man. I uh, I like the Packers in this situation. I know Jameis with some real talent, real coaching around him. And a coming home playing in Florida. Yeah, but we're also, like, we're talking preseason highlights versus doing it in the regular season. Rodgers was the MVP last year. You know, you got to beat him, right? And I just don't think they can. Got to kill the king if you want to be the king. Exactly. The Miami Dolphins head to New England to take on the New England Patriots. Mac Jones and those New England Patriots. Bavada has the Patriots minus three at home. I think the Dolphins stink, but I'm intrigued by Jalen Waddell. But I also Waddell. don't... Waddell. Waddell, sorry. Um... I'm intrigued by that. I also think guys like Miles Gaskin showed a lot of promise last year. If it all comes down to Tua, it's Tua. It really is. If this one really is a quarterback matchup. Mm-hmm. It's Tua versus Mac Jones, and who can be better? You know, the last two Alabama quarterbacks basically facing off. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you almost have to, you almost <laughs> I, I Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick revenge tour. Mac Jones, let's go. Brian Flores revenge tour. No, I'm absolutely gonna, not. I'm gonna be so frustrated if Jalen Waddell doesn't hold people to pronouncing his name right because I am going out of my way to get it right every single time. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Do the right thing, Jalen. You have to. Yeah. If you're gonna point it out, don't be like Tarod Taylor. Don't accept anything. Make him say your name right. <laughs> you just gotta you gotta just keep saying it over and over again. Or or uh, Travis Kells. Oh, don't even start. Yeah, don't even start <laughs> with me about the the Kelsey versus Kells thing. Ah, uh, I have no interest in that. The Chicago Bears head to LA to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Matty Stafford and those Los Angeles Rams. Bavada has the Rams. Again, tied for the biggest line of the week here, minus seven and a half at home. The Bears, if they're going to stick with Dalton, I can't do it. I can't take them. And I think the Rams are going to be very good. They're going to be very, very good uh, with Stafford. Mm -hmm. Like, I just... Andy Dalton stinks, and it's uh-huh. just a, it's just a placeholder until they decide to try to play Justin Fields. So, with that, it's it's the Rams, it's McVay. That's just how it's going to work. Has to be. I look forward to to Matt Stafford finally getting the kind of national recognition that he deserves because he is so goddamn talented. He's it's. His stats and his numbers for being that unsuccessful in terms of winning games yeah. is absurd. They're 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 skyrocket numbers. I feel like we could have done a better job of picking the Monday night game uh, here, week well, one the, of the season. A, it, it's such a bummer that there's not two. 
That's true. Like, I didn't what is, consider what is that. going on? We always do two Monday night games week one of the season. Why are we not doing it this year? Um, we'll, when Roger Goodell joins the show next week, we will ask him directly. But You know what? Good call. Write that down. we got to yeah. remember that one. Just remember, yeah, ask Raj why Monday <laughs> night games. Re-Monday night games. Uh, also, stop being in on the joke. It's not fun when people boo you uh, and you're encouraging. Ah, oh, I hate that. Although I will say, like, I've kind of come around on Goodell since the, the COVID draft. That humanized him for me. I used to. I like, I, I'm kind of a Goodell guy now. All right, well. Like, I, lo- I like the fact that he just didn't give a shit by day three. Like, wasn't even getting out of his chair to announce picks. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, it is funny. I will give you that. That is a funny move. Well, well, we'll talk to Raj about the Monday Night Football scheduling faux pas next week. But we've got the Baltimore Ravens heading to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And Bavada has the Raiders plus four and a half at home. I think this is a game the Raiders could potentially win outright. Baltimore, without a running game, that's their strong suit. Like, mm. is Hollywood Brown back? I know he had an early hamstring injury at the beginning of the like the of training camp. What's his status? Who else are their receivers? Is it still Willie Sneed? Is he still hey, come there? On, Sammy Watkins and uh, and Hollywood's not even. He doesn't even have a questionable tag on him right now. <sighs> okay, so Hollywood Brown and. 700-year-old Sammy Watkins. Actually, that's Also, all, Tylen Wallace, like Tylen Wallace. I like Devin DuVernay. Guy's got speed to burn. Mark Andrews just got paid. Mark Andrews is literally... I, I, I hate this because it becomes a fantasy football argument, but, like, touchdowns. Touch, touchdown that's all only. he does. He doesn't yeah. do anything else. It's touchdown. It's a good thing to do. I guess. For, for fantasy purposes, sure. Uh, but my... I, I just think... I, I think Derek Carr and the Ra- the Raiders. This should be the night game. This should have been the late game. You bring Berman back for it if you're ESPN. He gets to do the Raiders thing a bunch of times. And then, how did they mess this up? How did they do this? Yeah, they're much like Packers, Packers Saints or Browns Chiefs would have been a much better Monday night game. Well, yeah, exactly. Give us the really good game and then give us the game we kind of half care about. And it starts at 10 o'clock east, and then we go to bed at 2, and we're like, damn it, we have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that, to be honest with you. This is the first time in five years I've been watching football on an East Coast schedule. Nah, and, uh, welcome to not, hell. Not digging it. Not digging it at all. Welcome to hell, buddy. But at least you'll always have something to do late at night. I was pretty uh, pretty comfortable with that Monday night game being over at 8 o'clock. It was the, the nice thing. There was a very long stretch of my life where Sunday Mondays were my days off. Um, when I when I did retail, and it was it was the best. You would have Sundays and Mondays off, watch football, and then at eight o'clock, football was just done, and you could do whatever you wanted: watch TV or go to sleep. Like there was no no Those nothing else was two. on. That's it. That's all you could look forward to. Well, the biggest thing for me, I don't want to belay this boy too much because uh, we'll get out of here, but like. 4.30 basketball games are perfect. 4.30 basketball games are amazing. The, ha, to have NBA games over by 7 p.m., now it's like, oh, stuff start, starting at 7.30. The West Coast games start at 10 or 10.30. Ugh, well, yeah, how, but you were how also, spoiled I was. You were, you were also a guy that didn't exactly have a 9 to 5, you know? And so what? But, so for, for like, uh, me, who worked retail, and the earliest I'd get home That's fair. on any day, the earliest I would get home on any day would be, like, 4.30, 5.30. You know, it, it'd be lucky to get a start. I'm paying for NHL and NBA packages. I can't even watch the goddamn games. Well, now you can. Now you can start them <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah, but yeah, I'm never patient enough to not check. Nothing was more depressing the Flyers played the Rangers in a game seven and they lost one nothing in a playoff series. And I knew the score of the game and then went home and watched it anyway. Ugh. It was it was the You're worst. a masochist. It was the absolute worst. I was like, just maybe they reported it wrong. Maybe that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, did they? No, no, they didn't. They lost one nothing. Um, what a bummer. Prospect. That was kiosk life too. Ugh. Living that kiosk life. <laughs> 
All right, well, that's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why for Greg Crone. I'm Chris Hordell. Don't know why I forgot your last name there for a second. <laughs> Go Birds. Friends for, friends for two decades. Um, yeah, enjoy week one of the National Football League season, and we'll see you back here next time.